Hello, my lovey. I'm Mel Trumbull, here to show you how to use your resources for yourself. What? And have joy on the daily. Even if you have a craptastic background, like myself, if your upbringing was the stuff of nightmares, and maybe you manage depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Oh, enough about me, though. Here's the thing. Even with crapolini wiring, I live authentically and joyously. I spent decades in therapy, and it wasn't until I learned about changing my mindset that I worked my shiitake out. I now help you, my kindred spirit, with your mindset so that we can all rock more joy in our world and it really needs it. Welcome to ZFG Living Podcast. Hello, my lovey, and welcome to yet another episode of the riveting ZFG Living Podcast, exclamation point. Today, I am here with Monty Cox, who is an all-around fantastic person, an excellent coach, and what do you know, a fellow trauma survivor like moi self. And we are going to get all into the trauma. Welcome, Monty. Hey, love. How are you doing today? So fabulous. I'm so glad you're here. This is very fun. Me too. Um, well, not that I'm making light of trauma. Trauma is not fun, but it is fun for us to get down to the the roots and the nitty gritty and to recognize that we don't have to exist in that space. And what is trauma anyway? I know, my lovey listener, you're wondering. Well, I'll tell you. Trauma is just about any fuckery and shenanigan that we get stuck in and that we don't have uh, a way to process, integrate, and move through so that when things happen, this would be like when you're triggered, then you're reacting to stuff that happened in the past. You're not reacting to what the here and now is doing, you know, and you're uh, perceiving your world through layers of your trauma. And that makes just muddling through everyday living kind of a pain in the tuchus. So, uh, Monty, tell me some of your wisdom. Drop some pearls before this swine, baby. Yes, ma'am. Well, I want to expand on the the trauma definition because, like, I've been. I really I study with Gabor Mate, who really looks at trauma and addiction, um, and he like the his definition of trauma is not the thing that happened; it's what happened inside of you because of the thing that happened. And so there's two different types of trauma and uh, like there's trauma, they call it like in, in psycho psycho world, they call it, you know, trauma with a big T trauma with a little T. And so trauma with a little T is probably what people might necessarily think of. They might think of like, um, you know, growing up in an alcoholic household, um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, neglect, um, those sort of things. Those are more like what we would call the, the big T. Um, small T would be things that you may not be thinking about, you know, unless you really study this and goes deep into it. And so like, like a smaller traumas are, um, you know, like when you're crying, like it's a lot of them happen in our society as we're taught to raise children. Yes, um, and so I was going to bring up the crying it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some debate about this, but like as you're like, we sleep train children now. And so the, what people are taught to do is let the child cry. So children don't have any, babies have no way to regulate their own emotions or how they're feeling. And so when a baby is crying, it wants something. And so in old traditional, you know, um, like Aboriginal tribes and things like that, you pick up the baby, <laughs> the baby is crying, you pick up the baby, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just what you do. And there's also many parents, you know, in those kind of cultures. So it's like, not like, you know, you're dying and you can't ever sleep. Um, you know, there's help, 
And so that way the child, like you understand as a child, like it goes into the subconscious, like when you're not being picked up, it's like, oh, I can't get my needs met. Oh, you know what I mean? And so, so there's small things like that. There's also like, if your parent is very stressed out, you know, maybe going through divorce, um, maybe they have a mental illness and they can't, um, like give you the loving and caring that you need. Like what you learn to do is, is function in a way that, because you know, as a child, like I'm not going to survive with this person without this person loving me, taking care of me. So then you start to adapt behaviors to, um, please them, you know? So that's how people can become a people pleaser. That's how you can not speak up your needs, why it can Mm -hmm. become difficult for people to speak their needs because they were taught that their needs were not going to be met like not all of their needs, you know, like if you want to get fed and, and like not get hit or, you know, get some kind of love and your child, like your, your parent was more like a child raising a child, then you had to do certain things. And so that's when you get into like the generational work that just keeps passing down and down and down. Yeah. So this is like, it's something that I think is really like once you, um, my experience, and I think some people's experiences, once you realize that it's like, oh my gosh, it's so huge how will I ever get through it? Or how, like, where do I even start? You know, it does seem relentless and overwhelming. I think sometimes, especially when you realize that, well, what if I don't even remember what it is? What if it's from sleep training? What if it's from, um, you you know, a a birth that was going wrong and needed medical intervention or, you know, like we, we fundamentally absorb some of these things and, when we're adults and we're not having that rational ordered emotionally healthy response to things and life is so painful that we want to find ways to escape which could be shopping which could be sex which could be you know alcohol drugs i mean pick your pick something that gives you a little dopamine rush and you can abuse the f out of it right Absolutely. I mean, I really think that everything is addiction. I mean, that's just how I look at it. You know, addiction and malbehavior based upon, you know, traumas that you're not aware of. And so at first, I think I, my, my experience and a lot of people is like, like it took, I had so much trauma to get over, um, you know, and I'm still working it out and I still get afraid and all the things, you know, mm-hmm. but it's such a different level. Like there was like a time when I started a spiritual journey, when I really started working on myself, when I got into coaching, all of the things went through personal le- development, um, leadership training, all, all of the things. And like, at first it was like, I was a big raw open wound and mm-hmm. completely unable to regulate myself. And, you know, and so what I want to let people know, it's like, you if I can do it and find peace, <laughs> literally anybody can do it because mm-hmm. I suffered very, very, very deeply. And so I really understand that what it's, what it's like to feel that. So the number one thing I think uh, in anything, it's like, it's, is to know, like I always say to people, it's not your fault, but now it is your responsibility. Yes. So a hundred percent. You know, like we get to like, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of times there's a lot of mourning. There's a lot of grief around what could have been, what should have been. There's grief around what did happen, which maybe mm-hmm. it was like straight up abuse or neglect or things like that. And then there's also, um, grief around what should have happened. You know what I mean? You've seen mm-hmm. other people have a loving parent. You've seen other people get to go on a vacation when they're young. You've seen other people maybe, you know, depending on what your situation is that had food all the time, that felt safe all the time. You know what I mean? And so there's a grief of like, I never had that. And then and then there's a letting go of the brokenness, deciding I'm not mm-hmm. broken. I Because you are 100% 
fixable <laughs> or, you know, however you want to say it. Like there is yes. like, I, and I know it because I mean, I have been suicidal. I have a suicide attempt in my, in my past. I mean, I really have gone through it and, and it's taken a lot more than, more than I hope it takes for other people, you know? Um, and let, let me interject there because when we look at our own journey and when we know what's going on, first of all, we have the backstory. We know all the deets. Second of all, you look at this other, you know, whether it's another person, family, whomever it is that you're seeing this example of the well-fed, happy, carefree, vacationing, wonderful family that, you know, has this happiness. That's a myth. And the sooner we can disabuse ourselves of that kind of claptrap, the better off we all are, because for one thing, you never know what's going on in someone else's household. You absolutely have no idea because I grew up in a household where, you know, everyone thought that my mother was this absolute saint, amazing paragon of, you know, what made, what maternity should be. And it was a hellhole. So mm. I am so, so resistant to thinking that other people have this wonderful, wonderful life when, you know, I, we, you are the ones suffering because you just have no effing clue. Because guess what? Yeah. At the very minimum, probably how, what percentage of people were sleep trained? So mm -hmm. like puff, puff, give, you just ignore your kid wailing their eyes out. I grew up, I'm the second of nine kids. I like would just basically crash with an arm up in a crib you know, just so that they could be touching another human being, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I just thought that was wrong. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's, well, it, what you make a strong point because we're, you know, of a different generation where there wasn't social media back then, but you still saw people at school and you still had opinions. And now I think it's even heightened because, you know, most people are putting their best foot forward, you know, 100%. like- when I'm on the couch, like, you know, with a pint of ice cream and just like crying or whatever's, you know, whatever my situation is, I'm not posting, you know, and <laughs> most people aren't. So it, yeah. it can be even more distorted. And, and especially because as humans, our first instinct is to see the most negative thing, the mm -hmm. most negative perception of whatever is happening. That's where our brain's going to go, which yeah. kept us evolutionarily alive to have children and yet does not serve us 99% of the time. Yeah. Another thing that it, that happens is, you know, people think that they have like a really a good childhood, you know, and some people, I mean, there's a lots of good things, right? I mean, mm -hmm. somebody maybe did have relatively, but when you dig into it, um, almost everybody has some sort of maladaptive behavior for like, because it's easy to look, you know, like say I did gr grow up in this great household that my dad wasn't a drug dealer and I didn't, you know what I mean? Like my parents mm -hmm. didn't get all these things. And then I see all the other things that are happening in the world. I might think, wow, I'm so lucky. I'm so, you know what I mean? And I have nothing to like, like complain about and it's not about like complaining but it's just about noticing like well where did you know like I was watching so when I was doing a training recently with Gabor Monte and I was mm -hmm. watching something that came up and he had like you know Gabor's looking for like you know the myth of the chap happy childhood this one guy it, you know nothing bad happened never hit there was always food you know like the, you know like it felt like his parents loved him you know things like that mm -hmm. but it, digging a little bit deeper there was um they found out that the mother's the mother had been in love with somebody that died and then never loved her married the father never loved the father and so you feel that you know what i mean there's mm -hmm. some of that and eventually like because all this stuff happened later like dad started drinking they got divorced it all happened later but but the truth is that there was something going on the entire time you know mm -hmm. and so it may not look like you know, the biggest thing on the world, the planet, you know, but there might be something that happened for you 
um, that is still significant. It is still changing how you're able to show up for yourself and in the world. And yeah. And so that what that is, you're putting together your blueprint of what living is, of what home is, right? And this is just literally where you feel home. Mm-hmm. And if that's with those parents specifically that are mentioned that you just mentioned, then there's not connection. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so then you are lonely. Mm-hmm. And so then that's, but that's what you see is how life is. That's how life should be. That's how I, it was when, that's how I grew up. Yeah. Well, then it turned out, you know, because the, you know, the mother was never in a thrilled mood. He became a people pleaser. You know what I mean? He's doing the song and dance to get the love, you know, and things like that. And then he takes it into other relationships. Um, And it's not the most major thing on earth. Right. But it's not letting him live his like happiest, most optimal life. Or even I would say an authentic life with connection. True. So, I mean, it seems like, well, he was safe. He was, you know, fed, he was cared for, you you know, all of those things happened, but without seeing that that connection was possible, what is he picking up garbage from cinema? And you know what I mean? Like all the stuff we're bombarded. Fairy tale romance. Oh, yay. That's how you work things out. (laughs) It all ends like this. And then what they die. I never understood that. Like, like then what happens the day after the ball? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, these are like big topics and, you know, they're big self-discoveries or things to work with, with people like us, with therapists. And I think the one thing that I really want, like, I just always want people to know it's okay. (laughs) Like you're okay, you know, and whatever, you know, you get to give yourself time to like, when you're trying to repattern yourself, um, Mm -hmm. like say, you know, if I find something you know, like I was, I really started, I mean, I've been working on myself for about 20 years, but it got super deep about six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. hit a new level. And again, I really like, it was a lot of work, but it, you know, my, you know, like my experiences is like, you can realize something about yourself and then you still keep doing it, you know, yes, it can feel very frustrating. It can feel very hopeless. Um, and so I just want to normalize that for anybody, you know, mm-hmm. that makes into what we're saying and being like, yeah. And I'm still doing it. Like I've known that for five years, right? Yeah. Self-compassion, self-love, com- you know, self-compassion and self-love. Number one, you get to start with yourself. Another thing that I think helps people, makes people hold on is blame, you know, blaming your parents, right? Mm. Um, where you get to look at like, sure, nothing was, I'm not condoning any kind of behavior, bad behavior, lower, you know, big T, lower T, none of that kind of stuff. But it all comes from somewhere, right? right. Like, and that's talking about the generational you're looking back. And so you get to like, nobody, you know, like nobody wakes up and says, you know, I'm going to mess my kid's psyche today. What could I do? You know, exactly. Oh, I know what, you know, like that's not happening. People are doing the absolute best that they can, you know, like within my family, you know, with my father was very upset, you know, when he, at some point he realized, you know, giving your kid drugs at 15 probably is not the move, Right also seeing how, you know, the damage that it caused in my life, we went through a thing where I was like, dad, you get to let it go. You know, you did the best you could. And it's now for me to break that cycle and to break that trauma. And you also get to break it within yourself. You know what I mean? Like you can't do what happened, but you get to forgive yourself for being raised the way you were, you know, and 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 that took time for him. Like, I don't know how he truly feels inside about it now, but I know that 
like he used to cry a lot, you know what I mean? When mm-hmm. we were talking or, or just be very upset, you know? And it took a long time for him, for me, like changing behavior, changing behavior, not going into fear. Like now I'm at a place where I can have the old fear thoughts that I used to have. And I'm like, oh, there you are. Okay. Got it. Right. Um, you know, like, what am I going to do right now? And I have tools, you know, like in, in, and letting it be okay. It's like, sure. I was, I was like that for, you know, I'm 51 years old for however many years, wherever I picked that up along the way, let's say minimum 40 years. I've been like that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to naturally just change. I mean, there's a few people on earth where it does seem to change like that. That's it's very rare, Good for but, them. It, but from yes. And God, God bless you. I'm so happy. Most <laughs> of us. <laughs> Right, right. We're left forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. We have a process ahead of us. And so, you know, that self-compassion and, you know, and self-compassion and grieving, you know, mm-hmm. and then patience, you know, you get to be patient as you continually like, oh, I'm doing that thing again. Okay. Yes. You, for the trigger, like what happened? Like, you know, is it looking the same? Is it looking a little bit different? Like, where am I with it? And, you know, and looking for ways, like, what can I do next time? You and know, that's, like that's really it, powerful. Uh, yeah. To, for one, I want to go back to the ability to be with the feeling mm-hmm. and recognizing and naming it and how important mm-hmm. that is. And also being comfortable with the pain and the discomfort. Yes. And understanding that this is not forever. This doesn't have to be always, you do not have to live solely in that level of pain. However, mm-hmm. You cannot process, you cannot integrate that which you do not experience. Yes. You have to go through it. It's just like with EFT tapping. First, you say the bad shit and -hmm. then you say what you want instead. Yeah. So without recognizing it, without doing the grieving and how much that is, it differs. Differs. And there's going to be, I call them grief landmines because you're just going along and then all of a sudden there's a smell, a wind, a, a tone of voice or whatever. And it's just like, Pah! yes, I love that grief landmine. And and you're just exploded with it. And yet you can also just be like, wow, I am feeling really intensely right now. And immediately that makes you the owner of your feelings. That makes them something that's coming upon you. And that mm-hmm. puts you in the driver's seat of how you're going to respond to what's going on within you. Yeah. You know, one thing similar that I always, I I like, it works, you know, with a lot of people, it's just like, especially if you've been trying to work on something for a long time, right. And you just keep doing, you keep being afraid, you just keep, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, it can be very frustrating. It can be very scary because it's like, enough already. Like, I don't want to live like this, you know? And it's, and so one thing that I find very helpful is like, is it 1% possible that that could change? that you could be a different person. It just like, is like when you're just like this, right? Like, is it 1% possible that you could break through, you know? Cause I, I know I have felt, and I've worked with people that have felt just like an avalanche. Like I'm underneath a building that fell on me. I can't imagine how I'm ever going to get these rocks off me and get out from underneath here and walk again, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, like I really, we were talking about a lot in, you know, and like quantum physics and, you know, everything and like the cultures coming up about multidimensional and, you know, different realities and all the things. And it's like, I, that's very helpful to me to think I, could I slip into another reality of Monty? You know what I mean? Like I got off of track, you know, there's so many Mm -hmm. things and so many people, but there's like, you know, there's a version of me that never started doing drugs. There's a version of me that, you know what I mean? Like, could, could I merge with that version? Could I 
let all if like can I if I can let go of everything that's happened up until now and not hold on to it and not you know like go beat myself up and stay in the grief like eventually process it let it go mm-hmm. is it possible that I could do that you know what I mean and there's right. always I think a one at least you can see a one percent and that's like enough you know what I mean like mm-hmm. to to like okay to stop the spin cycle when you're in the spin you know? Yes. It's the spin and the ruminating and the, you know, obsessive, like going over and over and over the same thing again. And, and I want to go back to what you said about people being unable to move forward because they're holding blame. Mm, yes. you know, for whoever it was that they, you know, they perceive as having, you know, made them this way. Yes. Um, it's one thing to understand that that doesn't serve us. Mm-hmm. And we can also be very compassionate to that young person who, to whom this happened, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not dealing with something that happened today. You're dealing with stuff that happened in the past and it's younger you and Look at them as if you are your higher self and just love them and console them. And the therapy, like the therapeutic value of being able to uh, minister to yourself is just astronomically amazing. Because when you can give that that, uh, person bereft with loneliness, with rage, with, you know, railing against the injustice of what's happened... And why it continues to happen or, you know, my life is dark and this and that because of that happening, then being able to let it go, because when they say forgiveness is for us, holy, yeah, because I mean, who cares about the mofo that like did all the bad stuff? Like they can jack all do whatever. But when we can allow ourselves to let it go. Yeah. All the effort of holding on to that trauma can be used towards making our lives incredible. Yeah. I think that you bring up a really strong point. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know how many years ago, like, like, I don't, I just don't think people, I know I never understood is like, I forgive you for me, you know? Um, it was very hard. Like we're grown, we're raised in a world where everything is very much competition. Mm-hmm. There's never enough. There's scarcity. We're in a very litigious society where we're looking for blame. You know what I mean? I'm going to sue you. And people are scared to do anything anymore. Um, and there's like, you know, obviously there's good, good sides to that. You know what I mean? It does quell some bad behaviors, you know what I mean? Keep, you know, but at the same time, it really, it just makes it very difficult for people to, to speak and to do things. And it took, I mean, it definitely took a long time for me to, like, I had to forgive. First time I went through a 12-step program, I was told, you know, to go do an amends. And I had to do an amends with somebody that I didn't believe deserved it. Okay. And it made me feel worse because I could not comprehend it. That was about 20 years ago. A couple of years ago, I finally was able to see him as the child he was and what had happened to him. And I, I got it. And I was able to completely forgive, which freed me, but it's, it can be difficult. You know what I mean? Like we're not raised that way where there's soap operas, reality TV. You didn't have my, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of lot teaching us warring. We're taught to be at war, you know? And so, and then, and then if I forgive you, then you might do it again or it might saying it's okay. Right. There's this sort of like conflation of forgiveness with approval. And that's not what it is. That's not what it is at all. You know, 
to do the deep, deep work of forgiving my parents and then, you know, truly understanding how effed up they they were and their yes. upbringings were and the, what tools they had, which we're light years ahead now. And I'm so happy for the people who are young now in 2023, because they are their emotional vocabulary is light years beyond what I yeah. had. And I just yeah. think that's fan fucking tastic. Yeah. And I hope it continues to expand because it's not, not everybody has it. That's fair. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. I mean, mm-hmm. it's because we, you know, like I know we just to remind, you know, like I know I move, I can get very much into the idea of everybody knows all this stuff, you know, um, because so of how, I mean, I'm, all I've done is study that, you know, like self-development and psychology for, you know, coaching for years. Cause I'm fascinated by it. Cause number one, I needed to heal me. And number two, mm-hmm. I love working with other people and helping people let go of it. And and so like, like, it's just easy to, to get into that space. And recently I've mastered not being in that space because also I'm like on my, my feed, my feed is cute guys and self-development and like cats, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I, mainly the cats happen because I've got a really good friend that's into cats. And so every time I see something, I click on, but whatever that's. Yeah. 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 We we do curate our own feeds in that way. And so you also get to keep in mind, like whatever you're going, you know what I mean? That like, you know, there's just all kinds of different realities right here that we're living on and you can move into, like, I get to make, you know, like make sure that I know not everybody's feeling this. So like when I'm conversing, I'm moving into a new room, speaking to a new group, seeing where they are, what have they been exposed to? You know, I'm about to speak to a group on um, trauma that I don't know. She does. She wants them to know what it is. So we get to get into a deeper conversation of where what kind of background because they we might be at a we might not be at abc right exactly exactly and also people to trauma is a loaded word it's a heavy word Mm -hmm. so people could be like well you know my parents didn't like beat me what what's and and we're not saying that there is a bad person behind the trauma traumas happen and um you know that's the the young inside person that wasn't able to fully express themselves because it wasn't safe to do so And that Mm -hmm. can be because of our immature mind, as in unformed yet, you know, like young kid mind, Mm -hmm. not understanding what was going on and like making everything catastrophic when really it was just like somebody got in trouble for doing that. You're not going to be kicked out of the herd, you know, or expelled from the tribe and left to fend for yourself in the wilderness. It's just that you're going to get a timeout or you're going to get, you know, marched down to the principal's office or whatever the heck they do now. I don't even know. Um, so what I think that is, uh, interesting is that people don't want to own their past and own their, you know, uh, wounds or traumas because they don't think that they have them. And then Mm -hmm. therefore they're still stuck doing the same maladaptive behaviors that serve no one. So what, what would you, how do you invite them into the conversation? Um, you know, usually it's just kind of asking questions and finding out about the family dynamic, you know, what was it like in the house? Because, you know, when you go back to some of those things, it's like, well, you know, like you find out like, oh, well, well, my parents worked all the time. And so maybe it's like, we've got, let's say we've got a, a family of three kids, you know, like you're the second of nine. So, you know, you may not have ever realized that it wasn't normal to be taken care of a bunch of other people, you know what I mean? Like from the time you were, I don't know, maybe three or four, it sounds like probably you were like starting to take that role on and mm-hmm. what that can, what can happen? Like say there was nothing, you know, none of the other stuff that happened at your house, you know what I mean? Say if it was just that, it can mm-hmm. be difficult not 
to see that or think about that. So it's really just looking at like, okay, well, what's going on right now? Usually it's like, well, what, what, what do we, what do we here for? You know, like when, you know, one of the first questions I ask is like, how can we know we can stop meeting like this? What will be different, you know? And then just working backwards and, you know, like doing a little bit of a dig, being open to it, you know, and making sure that we're doing it from a non-blaming place and, you know, and opening the space for people to, to really look at themselves and let it be okay. Cause so many people also, it's like a hustle grind culture. Nobody wants to slow down to do that because how is that making money? Or I've got right. so many bills. There's a lot going on. You know, How I mean? is that being productive? I have other things that I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually the most productive thing, you know, that you can do. And so, you know, it just, just depends where the person is. It's like really being open to like, I deserve this. I'm worth it. Um, and, and knowing that part of it might be really hard. Like, you know, there was a whole time in my life when I couldn't get to the other side and I was like, why can't I just have a simple job, go to it, come home, watch the TV, go to sleep, you know? just be like what I think I, I I imagine people are just normal out there doing, you know? Um, and it just was never my path. So, you know, and for me, like, I believe like my, you know, it's my spiritual belief is like, I chose all of this. I made it really, really hard, you know? Um, so that I could get the breath of like, when I'm helping somebody, it's like, well, if you're a little bit messed up or you're really messed up, <laughs> like you, right. whatever your fear level is, I've been to that fear level. Like, right. So I can feel it, I can see it, I can help you normalize it. It's just, you know, and that's it. So I would say, try not to let it get too heavy. Try to love yourself. Try to like, maybe not, try to look for why your parent might have been like this. Why was maybe your big brother like, or you know, why? Just for right. the other person, you know what I mean? Even you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, it, it's like, I feel like the bad guy's saying even a rapist and things like that, something happened, you know, yeah. and it doesn't make it okay, but it's, no, it, it makes sense because then, because quite often you'll see like, you know, communities where it never happened, where, you know, there's an indigenous communities in Canada, I was reading this thing the other day where, you know, they were taken off to school and then abuse happened and then they won't go back into the community. And then the abuse goes down into the, the generation. Because mm -hmm. people don't know what they're doing. They don't know how they're, they're processing things. And so it's not okay, but it's, it's unfortunate. It's logical. And it's logical. It makes sense. And it gives us the power to break that and to replace break it. Yeah. the, you know, like we say maladaptive as in doesn't serve you into something that doesn't will work. serve you and will help you build that wonderful, joyous, happier life that you don't have this shroud of fear you know making everything you do impossible another thing that i would like to say because i was reading um a study where they were looking at um people's reward systems and testing like say you know like um like i'm gonna give if i've got a small medium or large reward like you know okay. you're working for me we're making widgets okay honey if you can make 20 more widgets this week you're gonna get a you know 20 bonus you know if you're you know make 50 or 30 extra widgets you're gonna get a $30 bonus. Now, if you can make 60 extra widgets this week, I'm going to give you a $10,000 bonus. Like in a widget situation, mm -hmm. generally people could do that. You know what I mean? Because it's like you just speed up something that's normal. Now in a situation where it requires other people, cognitive development, you know what I mean? Like making, creating new processes or things like that, making, you know, maybe, maybe you're working for me and we're doing, um, um, 
so you're doing my social media. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, if you can get us 10 new followers this week, you know, here, if you can get us like 30 new followers, oh my God, that'd be amazing. Here, if you can get us a thousand new followers, like I'm getting you a car. Everybody went, they were going for that highest one, messed up and did worse than the people going for the middle ones. Really? Because it gets big. It gets scary. There's a lot writing on it. You make it a big deal. And so when you make it a big deal, you get like a nervous thing happening like this, right? And it's harder to perform well. And it's not something I can just like, like this. I've got to think, I've got to process, I've got to look at the, you know, maybe if I'm doing social media, I'm looking out into the world to see like, okay, what's landing social media right now, especially in the, there's a lot of factors. And so I would say, so I I bring that up because I think it applies to when we're going to start working on ourselves. Like we've got a vision for ourselves, And if your vision is like, okay, let's say you're underemployed. You've got a job that you hate. Um, your last boyfriend beat you. Um, you've been working on yourself. And what you really want is a great job. You want to have kids. You want a great man that loves you. You want to move into a better house. Like, like you're thinking big, big, big. Like it can be overwhelming and you might be stuck in not doing yeah. anything. So I like to take it back. Like, you know, we're just going to make, like, let's let today be it. What if today, say we're dealing with anxiety. What if today I just didn't let anxiety take over? If I needed to, like, we, we could give you tools. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. need to, like anxiety is coming in. Immediately sit down. Stop it. If you're, you know, like, just stop whatever you're doing. Breathe 10 times, you know, like taking things on just, you're just focusing on that thing, just depending right. on what you are. You know what I mean? It may be, you may be somewhere farther ahead of that. And so right. it's like, you know, like maybe at that point you're like, okay, go on the apps, you know, and make, you know, four dates for the next couple of weeks. You know what I mean? You might be at that space. You know, you want to start dating. Let's do that. You know, they're just right. Really Whatever like- it is that you want to do, take those smaller actions so that you can go. I mean, that's the definition of the atomic habits, which is just mm-hmm. so effective because we overestimate what we can do in one day and we underestimate what we can do in 30 days. So if we can do one small thing every day, that is just the key to to revolutionary change. Well, and you're, you're building confidence in yourself. You know what I mean? It's changing your perception of yourself. Like, you know, like with the time I used to be in fear all the time. So if I can start having days where I don't go into a fear cycle, just like one day at a time, one day at a time, eventually I'm like, okay, I'm not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe now I could do something brave you know? Right. And oh, yeah. you know, maybe it's not pitching my, you know, maybe just like, you know, today I'm just going to say hi to five people on the street. Right. You know what I mean? Just random ass people, you know? And so that's what I would say. Just like, let it be open to a complete change. And, but to start with just like where you're at and like, let it be okay. You know, because those things can, they get, depending on the person, depending on what's going on, it's like you start doing really, really small stuff and you can get ahead so fast. Oh yeah. It might take a little bit longer. You know what I mean? That's okay too. Just keep your eyes on. Is it possible that I can change this and get myself into a really good space around it? I love it. And what an excellent spot to stop our chat. Not that I want to, but being able to do that is the key to freedom. So Thank you so much, Monty. I really appreciate you dropping in on this little world here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's like, I'm so passionate. About it. It's just, it's, I mean, it's trauma, dealing with trauma is not fun, but it's like, it's fun to me in that I know, I, you know, we're friends as well. So I know how far you've come. You know, I know how far I've come. I know what, I, I, other people that I've worked with, I know what's possible. 
And so it's, 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 it is fun, you know, cause well, it's fun to have the work done. And it's fun yeah. that when we do get that little hangover fear bite or, you know, specter sort of threatening the, the status quo that we could be like, Oh yeah, I used to live like that all the time. Not today. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, cheers, lovey. Thank you for listening in on Monty Cox and me as we talk about the trauma. So glad you joined me on ZFG Living, the podcast. Please check me out, www.zfgliving.com and on social media as ZFG Living. That's zero folks given living. ZFG, baby. And uh, my email is melissa at zfgliving.com. Hope to hear from you. Give me a shout. <laughs>